Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Some of that new old hip. Yeah, baby. Tragically hip released a six-song EP slash album with old material that they recorded in the early 1990s. Right there, prime essentially. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like that was uh, that was a great time uh, for the Tragically Hip. They had a lot of great songs that came after that, but that was like right when everyone was like, "Wow, yeah!" They were becoming part of the nation's fabric. So was. Were these songs like songs that they decided at the time to not add to the album? There were stuff that they laid down. Of course, of course. And it just didn't make the final cut. Yeah, of course. So these are like, in a sense, it's like a collection of B-sides B-sides or something. that they release now. I mean, I don't think they were back then thinking, oh, these are going to be great songs to release once one of us dies and the band can't play live again. And mm. you know what I mean? Um, but it's it's like, all these songs sound exactly like that era of the hit. They were my favorite band at this era. Yeah, yeah I like no Gord's uh, register here when yeah. he sings love. This is a live version of a song. It's called Montreal. Cool. You're not a big hip fan, are you, Bundes? Is it just because you like were born a couple years too late, or? I mean, I guess uh, early '90s, I would have been listening to Bush and Soundgarden and Stone Temple Pilots, and like the hip were never on my radar. I was probably like, you know, six, seven, eight. The hip were just never on my radar. When you hear songs like uh, Bob Cajun and Wheat Kings, do you feel anything? No. Not really, eh? Uh, uh, I know it's kind of sacrilegious being Canadian, but I, <laughs> yeah, I, I, it is. I actually, I've seen them live and I thought they put on a really good show and I enjoy the guitar playing. I think the guitar playing is really good. Um, with the exception of Grace 2, I generally will always change the mm, song if I hear it. I do like oh, that wow. song. Grace That's interesting. I love that band so much. There was actually a song, like I used to listen to bootleg uh, concerts and stuff back when I was a kid. And they always, when they were doing live shows, they'd introduce new songs in the middle of like New Orleans is sinking. Like the first time I ever heard um, uh, Nautical Disaster was like as a little in-between 
uh, New Orleans is sinking, they broke into it mm-hmm. and then got back into New Orleans is sinking. And I thought it was the greatest thing ever. I was really hoping to hear an old Tragically Hip song on this new album mm-hmm. that I used to love as a bootleg. And they never recorded it. And I found it here on YouTube. You and it's did? Yeah. It's called Get Back Again. And this was a song that I just loved back then. Sounds like Zeppelin? No, I just, it was like a, no. Got that vibe, yeah. What's the deal with your dad? He don't even know my name. I guess they, maybe this was one that just, they recorded as well. Or a demo of it. And it never ended up on an album. They gotta release all these. They gotta release them all. This is beautiful. Yeah, wait till it gets to the chorus. I didn't mean to do that She won't even come around Every time I look back Didn't realize that This was recorded at around the same time As those other songs But never released Mothers came and cried forever Pretty Like, how can you have a song like this and never release it? Yeah, and I I love slower hip like this, too. Yeah, man, this should have been on the new release. Yeah, I was like, when I saw the track listing, I was just scanning it for this song. Yeah, I bet. knows you all right. I always love like the background. It's so perfectly timed with May 2 4 weekend yeah. uh, with the release of this. It's so, it's so Canadian. I honestly, one of the greatest shows I ever saw was the Tragically Hip Outside. When they, uh, I was oh, just old God. enough to go to another roadside attraction when that uh, tour was happening, which would have been around this era, I guess. Mm. And uh, yeah, amazing. I wonder. Where was that show? Uh, the one I saw was in Montreal. It toured around Canada, and it was like, uh, God, it was like Park Terrier or something. It was somewhere near Verdun. Jean Drapeau. Like one of those outdoor parks that I'd never been to other than to go see the show and never went back again. You know? <laughs> yeah, I got It was you. like, where are we going? <laughs> I grew up in an English part of Montreal, and so like we went downtown, and then we hung out in the West Island, and then it's like, what? We're going to go to somewhere else? How yeah. do we even get there? <laughs> but it was a crazy show. Midnight Oil was there. Midnight Oil! Yeah. Ziggy Marley, I think, played. Oh, cool. I, I don't know. They did two versions of another roadside attraction, and I kind of get confused of the lineup, but yeah, that was a great era of the Tragically Hip. And you probably would have been too young for all that, Bundes. That would have been, what, like 91? Uh, yeah, probably. Like, yeah, 92, 91-ish. I would have been too young to Maybe go to 93. one of their shows, too, at that time. But I, I remember the radio. Like, they were all over the radio with all their hits. Like, it was, it, they were, and they were so cool. I can't count the amount of times that I saw them. It was 93, I think. 92, 93. Mm-hmm. I've probably seen them 10, 12 times or so. Wow. Well, I mean, they just played, they toured so often and then, you know, always wanted to see them when they were coming around. It was funny when they were doing their last show, like their last tour, um, just hearing, watching that documentary, Long Time Running and hearing like what a stress it was for them to play in Kingston because they had so many family and friends and they all wanted tickets. And there were a lot of obligations to fill. 
doing shows in Kingston. Oh, yeah. And it just cracks me up a little bit because people don't get that. I'm sure at a certain point, it's a bit hard for them to give everybody tickets that they know. It's almost like they have to do a free show for friends and family separate to anything else. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Uh, My favorite era of the hip was when Gord wasn't playing the guitar at all, and he would just be on the microphone and he'd be doing his crazy little- Did he play guitar? Oh, eventually he picked up the guitar and he he was holding a guitar for, I would say, at least the last, like when- last 10 years of them as a band i didn't know that he was playing uh he'd have an acoustic guitar in his hands for a lot of the songs i love the era where he was doing all these like crazy just really weird moves up on stage and had these like fights with his microphone stand yeah you can't put a a musical instrument in that man's hands because he needs to be free to let the music flow through him you know what i mean yeah, he's an artist. When they first started out, he was—he uh, had stage fright, so he'd do the first part of the concert with his eyes closed. Really? Yeah. I didn't did, know that. Did you ever have stage fright, Bundes, when you started out, or did you love the attention? Uh, no, I didn't have stage fright, but um, I, I, oh, I mean, I guess you could call it a form of it, but I, I always wore sunglasses, and I never looked at anybody in the crowd. I just would kind of get lost and like pretend that I was just in a jam space with the, the guys that were on stage with me, and I would try to ignore the fact that there was people in front of me. Would it get in your head if you saw if you kind of accidentally saw someone? Uh, at first, yeah, especially if like the crowd was uh, down tempo, like if or, they're like, like who are these fucking losers yeah, on stage? Like, especially like yeah, where's well, the band I paid to see? Yeah. When are they coming out? When you're opening up? <laughs> when you're opening up, like you're, you know the first few shows. But later on, I really started to embrace it, and I started to like play with the crowd like you know like throw my hands out there or point at people and like kind of smile at people give people thumbs up stuff like that and like i really started to embrace it later <laughs> give people the thumbs up whatever you know what i mean like, yeah yeah i hear you I hear were you uh, were you playing on stage at a time when you could still smoke inside venues uh no you could not smoke when i was playing uh it was 2007 i think it was like like a, a year or two before was when they went on to shut everything down. Rooms. Oh, fuck. Uh, God. Thank it, God. It, 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 it all, I, I think <laughs> Remember how disgusting hip? it was in clubs when you could smoke? It was the worst. I miss it. It was the best. No. I, remember, yeah. I remember we were 17, so we had fake IDs, and there was this club we used to go to all the time, and it was the best. We, I loved it. You could smoke inside. That's so Your gross. clothes smelled like oh. shit after. I didn't smoke, and I would. my mom was like, you've been smoking cigarettes. I'm like, I haven't. I haven't had any. You just reeked when you came home from the bar. You reeked. Totally. You had to put your clothes in a bag almost yeah. so you wouldn't smell. I just remember Paul Langlois in the band. That guy could smoke oh, like, yeah? like Keith Richards level yeah. smoking. He always had a cigarette going, stuck in his uh, <laughs> in the top of his guitar. Yeah. And then he'd play songs where the smoke where if I had a smoke in my mouth like that, I wouldn't be able to see because my eyes would be watering. But he could jam and he'd just have the butt in his mouth all lit with the smoke in his eyes. And- I wonder if it was part of a roadie's job to have lit cigarettes ready to go. You know, oh, good question. They if they the, come, hand them one. Well, yeah, I don't remember they, they that. They must not have time to light a cigarette. I mean, I I feel like he used to light them off lit cigarettes. Like it would almost <laughs> stay. He just get another one going. But yeah, I, it's very possible when someone came out with a new guitar, they passed him a butt. Uh, it's very possible. Yeah. I we had a roadie, and our roadie would do anything for us. Yeah, yeah. Like if, if I looked at at my guy Juice, we called him, and I and I gave him like the lighter signal, he would have came out there and given me. A, he would have put a cigarette in my mouth if I was in mid song. If I gave him a look for it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I wouldn't he, be surprised if you did too. Would you run off and sneak a cig? I like, had I had a vape even back then. Okay, um, it wasn't as good as the one I had now, but I would constantly hit that on the stage. 
Oh boy. Nobody really cared when you yeah. when we were playing. What was that like outdoor live show that you saw? Like for me, when I saw the Tragically Hip for the first time outside, that was my first real outdoor concert experience. Mm -hmm. And because I was at that age where you're so impressionable, it just stays there, right? Mm -hmm. As being like this magic moment in your life. But I feel like it's it's the perfect combination of timing, the right band, right venue. Mm, It would have been around 2005, I think, when I saw them. Yeah, but for you, I'm talking about what was the outdoor show that for you just stays there and will always stay there as being like this pivotal concert experience? Oh, outdoor, outdoor. Um, I really, really enjoyed seeing Stone Double Pilots and Lincoln Park at uh, Edgefest. I thought that was an awesome outoor experience. I thought Scott Whalen was just such a rock star the way he. he yeah, moved that'd be a good stage. show. Um, but I think Nine Inch Nails, it was an oh indoor concert, God. but the, the very first concert I ever saw was Nine Inch Nails for his With Teeth tour. And like just the show and the music and the musicianship between, like just everything about that show, it blew my mind when I saw that. And after I watched that, like it was like my goal to just do that. To Some... do that, yeah. I saw Nine Inch Nails live too. And I couldn't believe, I think it was the second song in, they smashed their guitars. Yeah. <laughs> and second song in. And then the the drummer was drumming like so crazy that the drum kit was rolling away and roadies were running back, resetting up the kit while he's still playing. And I thought that was the most entertaining shit I had ever seen in my life. You could feel the energy. Yeah, I never saw Nine Inch Nails. Holy oh, shit, yeah, it's the next level. Yeah, Nine next Inch Nails level. is one of the coolest shows I've ever seen in yeah. my life. Like everything... That is so. It's so thought out. All of the visuals and like Trent Reznor is a genius. Genius. Yeah. yeah. A genius that needs to be left alone yeah. to create. <laughs> as, you, as you found out from watching that docu series. Yeah. yeah uh, he didn't want anybody putting their fucking thoughts in his process. And you know what? He's right. That's how Jimmy Iovine landed him. He basically convinced him after enough time that, like, look, you can do whatever you want to do. What do you want to do? Just do it. You we'll go leave you do alone. It. And that never happens in music. Yeah. People are like, oh, do it like this. Well, a lot of industries <laughs> it doesn't happen in. Radio, oh, yeah. sure, television. There's always someone who, you know, is... Uh, we're lucky enough right now, our bosses are like, you just do what you guys do. Mm. I don't think I've ever I've never worked in an environment that. where someone just let us do what we wanted to do before. Yeah. You know? Yeah, never. Never. And I think it's and reflecting on the air. A Certainly lot of the time... Say, titties. How many times have I said titties on our podcast? Titties. What was it? The other one you kept saying, big old titties. I want to bring my big old titties into the plane. Take my big old titties over here and over there. <laughs> it's so freeing. Uh, it's so freeing. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Just remembering that you didn't think of everything. Think somebody was telling Gord Downey what to do? Have you got any ballads on this album? <laughs> I bet you somebody was, to be honest. This era, maybe there was. Maybe. Or maybe they were good people. Every now and then you get somebody who has great input, you know? Yeah. Every now and then you have someone in your corner, you're like, what do you think? And you can trust them to give you honest advice. To take, take you to the next level. Yeah, like if our bosses said, you know what, you guys should probably think about this. You know, I would. I have enough respect for our bosses that I would definitely... You listen. Be, I'd listen. I'd be like, you know, that's a different perspective. We should consider that. Totally, you know? totally. It's when someone who has no business being your boss is telling you what to do, that's where it can be really frustrating. Well, look, happy long weekend if you're oh, listening baby. to this at the kickoff to the May 2-4, which is when we're recording this. 
Uh, don't go anywhere. The Daily Take Two is coming up next. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When something embarrassing is happening to somebody, are you the type of person that looks away to give them like some privacy or do you stare? Oh, it depends. Can they see me or can they not see me? They can see you. Oh, uh, <laughs> I try. I try and not look, but it, it's hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're like, oh my God, don't look over there. But this is happening and you just have to look. Right? Uh, it's like a train wreck, right? Like, yeah. how do you not look at a train wreck? You got yeah. a rubber neck. You got a rubber neck. Yeah, Something so embarrassing happened to me at Rona in the country with Matt. And I couldn't believe that everyone was just staring. I was like, does no one have the decency to look away in this moment? Yeah. So we had, for the very first time, on the back of our pickup truck, a trailer. Okay. And we were picking up some gear at Rona. All right. And we were told to back up the trailer oh. <laughs> <laughs> into this specific zone. Turns out it's not so easy, is it? Oh uh, I know where this is going. Oh my God. I almost peed my pants. I was laughing so hard because we could not back up the trailer. Every time we started to turn the wheel a little bit, the thing would go wild. Yeah. We pick this Rona that's in the country with a bunch of people who are in line to also pick up stuff who probably know their way around a trailer oh yeah you know for sure. <laughs> and we have a rental trailer ours says u-haul on the back so you know oh, these are yeah. a couple jabronis who have no clue what they're doing so we start trying to back it up we can't do it now the guy's like guys i need you to back up over here we're like we know we know matt tells me to get out of the car <laughs> so i can like direct him you know with my hands <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. I'm like, this way. Doesn't work. Everybody, there's a lineup to get gear from Rona now. Mm. There's like five pickup trucks. <laughs> and every single person is just watching. They're just smiling and watching. And then a transport truck pulls in. We're in his way. We're like, oh my God. Now, yeah, now yeah. we're really in trouble, now right? the fire's getting hot. The fire's getting hot. So the guy who's driving the transport truck gets out and he comes up. He's like, 
How you guys doing? <laughs> oh my god! We're like, ah, oh, wow, it's yeah. uh, pretty tricky to back these things up, eh? He's like, you want some help? <laughs> you gave him the keys? No, no, no. Matt did not give him okay. the keys. Oh, I was yeah. like, give him the keys. <laughs> but he just directed us properly. He's and he's he was such a nice guy. And the key is, you direct the person on how to drive their car. Yes. If you know how to use a trailer, you're like, turn the car that way, yes. turn the wheel that way, like. And usually you do the circle, like. That's with your what hands. he was doing. Yeah, he's like, go yeah, all yeah. the way right with the with the wheel. Now all yeah. the way left. Yeah. And he said, any movement you do <laughs> is going to greatly impact the trailer. So yes. you just want to do small movements with the wheel. And if you if you're slightly uh, off uh, line, you got to just go forward again, straighten everything out, and try it again because there's it's very difficult to recover once you're slightly off but you know i thought to myself if somebody's going through something super embarrassing the decent thing to do is to not grab a bag of popcorn and act like you're watching a movie is it not look away well that's the that's the decent thing to do but it's not the right thing to do in that moment Tucker and Mora talking about embarrassing situations where you're trying to park a car or a trailer. Mora and her husband have this really uh, nice pickup truck. They put a trailer on it and tried to back it up at a Rona to pick up some stuff they had ordered. And it was an epic fail. How long oh do you think God. it took you from start to finish when the trailer was ready to like be loaded? And we are first in line and there was a lineup behind us of yeah. pickup trucks waiting for their turn. Yeah. Probably about 20 minutes. No, come on. No, I'm serious. No, not I mean, 20 I, minutes. It took forever, and then finally a transport truck showed up, and then we were really dying because we were extra in his way. Oh. And uh, he got out of his truck and came over and helped us. This totally reminds me of another incident where I had to parallel park in front of a crowd of people. I was in downtown Guelph. <laughs> I love I love when this happens. I, I, know, I know how this story plays out. Anyway, go ahead. Downtown Guelph. Yeah. There used to be a Wimpy's Diner right on the main strip that had a nice patio, like a big patio. Mm-hmm. Patio packed, of course, with a perfect parallel parking spot right out front. I'm a new driver at this point. I must have attempted to parallel park that thing five, six times, and the patio people were loving it. Oh, yeah. They were were people cheering? They were like, oh. Oh, Yeah, I love when that (laughs) You know what I ended up doing? I had to drive away. I couldn't do it. I could not do it. I had to drive away. Oh, man. I've been on uh, many a patio on Richmond Row and uh, have been a part of doing the same thing, just Uh. cheering when people, yeah, it's the best. You cheer? Well, well, we do do the whole, (laughs) you know. What's going on, Lloyd? I drive a transport truck almost 30 years now, and I'm the same way, so don't feel so bad, Mora. Wait a second. I, I, can't pick, I can't back my pickup truck and the trailer in the laneway. I took me four or five times. You drive a transport truck. <laughs> and I'm, I'm the same way. I can't back it up. <laughs> it's the worst, right? Why don't they make uh, it easier? I can back the transport truck into a dock the first time, but... You get my pickup truck and trying to put it in my laneway, and I can't do that. Four or five times. <laughs> Lloyd, 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 Lloyd. Uh, you should be ashamed of yourself. You made me it's feel just so shorter much better. and everything. So it's a, it's a little different. Mm. It's just completely opposite of the big trucks. Okay, Lloyd. Okay. Who Lloyd. should know better and can't do it either. So that, does that make no. you feel better, Maura? That does. Thank you, yeah. Lloyd. There you go. All right. <laughs> well, you would have looked away in that moment, right? 
Well, I know I probably would have made fun of you. Yeah, it's, a, it's the closest thing a lot of people had to a live show, Maura, <laughs> and you gave it to them. Take it easy, yeah. Lloyd. Thank you. Rihanna, it's confirmed that she does, in fact, have a boyfriend. Okay. ASAP Rocky. Oh. Confirmed that he's dating Rihanna. Nice. He said, quote, she amounts to probably like a million of the other ones. Is that like... What does uh, that mean? I don't I think understand. it's like, of all the women he's been with, it's like all of them oh, combined. Oh, I got gotcha. Doesn't that kind of make it seem like <laughs> it's not really a compliment? <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, it's kind of a weird way to like word It's almost like saying it. like, oh, of all the women I've been with, and there are a lot of them, right. like if a com- million. If I combine them all. She's like a million <laughs> of the other ones. That's cool that she's dating somebody in the music biz, though, because maybe we're going to get some music from her. Maybe she'll be like, ah, he's going to the studio. I might as go go as well. You know, if uh, I was trying to like, I'm like, ASAP Rocky, what's he been up to? And I was like, oh, yeah, he was arrested and in jail in Sweden for a long what? time. What? Yeah, he was there doing a show, and I guess afterwards, there was uh, an assault that took place. Like, somebody was bothering him and his crew, Uh or at least that was the allegation, and then, like, ASAP Rocky's people beat the crap out of the guy. Yikes. And then they were arrested, and because they were such a flight risk, because, you know, do they ever need to go back to Sweden? Probably not. They held him, and he was in jail until basically the verdict, until the trial was over. No. And, I mean, they got things going pretty quick. You you may remember, like, Donald Trump got involved in it when he was president because <laughs> Kanye and Kim Kardashian were pressuring, pressuring Trump to, like, say something and get him out. Like, he shouldn't be in jail. He hasn't been proven guilty of anything. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he did. He was found guilty, or at least uh, the crew he was rolling with were. And uh, basically, they said, "Like, well, time served is good enough," because he was in jail for a month. So they got this was in Sweden. Yeah, I wonder if they have like those tasty Swedish meatballs in jail in Sweden. Yeah, like it's like it's just everyone's, uh, and they've got IKEA furniture and the sauce, (laughs) the The Billy bookcase over here. You'll recognize that from the IKEA catalog. Yeah, maybe it wasn't so bad. Uh, Lunch today, Swedish meatballs. (laughs) By the way, we're having Swedish meatballs every meal forever indefinitely. (laughs) How delicious! It'd be very cliche if that were true. (laughs) Could you imagine? Yeah, why not? Any other Swedish uh, references? You I've to been to Sweden. Oh, yeah? yeah. Did you have the meatballs I've while you were there? been to Stockholm. I stayed in an Ikea hotel where everything was Ikea furniture. Like it legit was the Ikea hotel? Like yes. They, they, they kind of capitalized in on it? In Omholt, Sweden, which is where the very first Ikea ever was. It's funny. When everything is Ikea furniture, it starts to, at least back in this time, this is probably about 10 years ago, It looks it starts to look a little weird. You know, you got your couple of pieces but when every single thing (laughs) and everything that's on the menu is probably from the ikea kitchen it starts to feel like you're in the store what about uh so when you would go down for breakfast in the morning would uh the swedish chef from the muppets be there serving you yes bundes he was there he works at that hotel (laughs) swedish meatballs again No, no, no. He wasn't there. Beautiful place. ASAP Rocky was the only guy who didn't have blonde hair in the jail. <laughs> what other kind of Swedish <laughs> stereotypes are there? Oh I my think God. we covered them all. I think we covered them all. How's this for a headline to start things off with? A man was almost killed by Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina. 
candle. <laughs> candle. <laughs> you got to put that candle in at the end there. What happened? Yeah. Did another fire occur? I know that there was one woman whose house nearly burnt down. Colby Watson lives in Texas. He claimed he bought one of those, this smells like my vagina candles from Goop. Yeah. And it exploded. Really? Now, he did say the candle was burning for about three hours or so. And there's a warning on the website that says you shouldn't burn it for more than two hours at a time. He says the warning is insufficient. I I mean, I've never heard of a candle, candle blowing up. Yeah. And why would it be like more dangerous at two hours <laughs> than at three? You know, like, is that when it completely liquefies or something mm. and then it becomes a fire hazard? I, That's you guys are bizarro. You guys are like all, uh, oh, why don't you burn candles, Tucker? You're such a ween for thinking they're dangerous. Meanwhile... That's probably the, you know, next to cooking, it's got to be one of the leading fire, uh, leading um, causes of fires in homes. It's also one of the leading causes of sex in homes. Okay. (laughs) Shut your trap, Tucker. I went to sleep on Saturday night. I think I had five candles flickering. Oh my God, Maura. I That's left a them death gone. trap. Left it's a gone. death trap. <laughs> they eat Seriously. I, I'm not even joking. I, I don't know what you're doing. Listen, they were tea lights in a large glass jar. Okay. Is he okay? Is the house okay? Did any, any damage? Yeah, he's fine. He's fine. Okay. It's it just, he's saying like, it could have been much worse. Bundus, you go to sleep with the candles flickering? Usually when I burn candles, I'm burning them like all night long. Oh, oh yeah. Nice. All night long. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, you want me to light a candle, baby? Well, I hope you're in for it because we're going to burn this candle all night long. That's right. That's what I'm talking about. We're up until this thing goes out. You know what I'm talking about over there. You can get now. I get these like eight hour tea lights. Oh, you can't handle eight hours of this. Oh, eight hours. I don't want that tea light going out after 30 minutes. Those are the cheapy ones. I want the good stuff. You want to go all night? I want to go all night. Oh, I understand. Me too. I want to get multiples going, you know. I got one over here. I got one over there. I heard that about you. (laughs) Oh, baby. John says he likes to get that candle going both ends. Ha. John. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's talking about like uh, you started on one side and then you started on the other side and it's like a race to the middle. <laughs> oh, yeah. You guys, uh, you like the three wick candles? That's a triple whammy right there. Uh, yeah, you're getting it from all angles. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, baby, yeah. All of a sudden, I uh, I thought the headline of this story was going to be the edgiest part of this conversation, but apparently, I was wrong. You're wrong. Get us going on candles. Things get crazy. And let's do it. Your Friday fun facts. You guys ready for these? Bring it. How many mosquitoes would it take to bite you at the same time before you'd be drained of all your blood? <laughs> Like, you just get enough of them to land, they all oh, dive in, and they're like, all right, three, two, one, suck! I don't know, like a million? A million? Great guess. Yeah? 1.1 million there mosquitoes. Yikes. That's how many it would take for that to happen. Thank God that's not really a reality, although I'm sure if some people 
are lucky enough to have access to a cottage this weekend. It may, <laughs> may feel happen. like you're close to losing all your blood. <laughs> Is it Black Fly season two? Oh, man. I guess so. The t-shirt was invented in the year 1904, and it was actually marketed towards bachelors because of what? Sun's out, guns out. The beach is that way. <laughs> you want to go to Grand Bend? Head over there. Um, it was t- marketed towards bachelors because uh, bachelors didn't know how to sew and replace buttons on their shirts. Oh, give me a break. Bunch of dummies back then. So they're like, here, have a shirt with no buttons, you losers. <laughs> Thank God they did that, though. Or get married so you can go back to looking proper. <laughs> you know, when Star Wars first came out back a uh, hundred years ago, yeah, there was really such low expectation for the movie to perform that it only opened in 42 theaters across the United really? States. Really? 42. They didn't think it would do well? Yeah. Why? Okay, I'm going to blow your mind here. You know, every mammal on the planet has about one billion heartbeats in their lifetime. Doesn't matter if we're talking like a dog or a human being. Really? It's just a question of how quickly you go through those one billion heartbeats. So a dog, for example, that lives a lot longer than the average human dies earlier because their heart beats that much faster than us. Oh, wow. Yeah. It makes me not want to work out anymore. I don't want to waste any of those heartbeats. Right? Yeah. Keep Let's it slow just chill. and steady. Let's just chill out, everybody. <laughs> Let's relax. Gee. Um, okay. France didn't stop executing people with the guillotine. The last year they did it was actually the year Star Wars came out, 1977. <laughs> they were Speaking. offing with people's heads? There was a murderer. That was the last person they put to death via that method. Yikes. It was 1977. Uh, The phrase, close but no cigar, comes from carnivals back in the early 1900s when they actually used to give out cigars as prizes for winning (laughs) games. Close but no cigar. (laughs) To children? (laughs) To anybody. I don't think they cared back then. (laughs) And you know, back when Saddam Hussein was still alive, in 2002, there was an election and he was, of course, running and... He had a song for his election campaign. It was this one right here. And I know. He used Whitney Houston, I Will Always Love You, as his campaign re-election song. And guess what? What? It worked. He won with 100% of the vote. 100%? 100% of the vote, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a great song. (laughs) And now they're both gone. And those are your Friday fun facts for this Friday, May the 21st, 2021. Have a great long weekend. Love. It's Tucker and Mora in the morning. Energy 95.3.